Your Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, happy Tuesday, happy first official day of the off-season, I guess. The Blue Jackets had their exit interviews yesterday, and now it is officially all said and done. Uh, this is Lockdown Blue Jackets. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. And as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, we've got a brand new show that's going to help you get hockey smart. The Crosscheck Podcast, hosted by Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark, goes deeper into NHL stories than any other podcast with the help of the smartest minds on ice. Follow the Crosscheck Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster. And today we are going to be talking about John Tortorella, who officially will not be back with the Blue Jackets next season. I think we all knew that by about halfway through this season, um, regardless of the on-ice product. But he, the Blue Jackets and John Tortorella have, quote, mutually parted ways, um, which seems like a very generous way of saying that Yabo Kekalainen has changed all of the locks and pretends not to be home if John Tortorella stops by to, to talk. But... Uh, it's it's impossible to kind of talk about the Blue Jackets' success over the past few years without talking about John Tortorella. So that's kind of what we're going to be doing today. We're going to be looking at kind of his his greatest hits, some of his not-so-great moments, um, and kind of ultimately saying, you know, was was his time in Columbus good or bad? Um, and I kind of fall very... Del- del- I kind of fall on one side of that argument, but we'll... We'll see. Maybe maybe by the end of this I will have changed changed my own mind. Um, I've also got Armando Velez of Lockdown Panthers. Uh, he has some arguments for why Blue Jacket fans should choose to root for the Panthers in these playoffs. Obviously we can't root for ourselves, uh, disappointing as that is. So maybe maybe the Florida Panthers can be our temporary team uh, this postseason. Um, but first we do have to talk about John Tortorella. Um, and... I was going to do this episode kind of earlier this week or late last week, but I've kind of been mulling over things for a while because it's very much like, not to not to quote like Mean Girls, but how do you explain John Tortorella? You know, how would you describe a guy like John Tortorella? He is maybe one of the most polarizing faces of the NHL, off the ice especially, um, and I think I've been fairly kind of pro-Tortorella for for this season, for kind of his tenure here at the Blue Jackets, so we'll start with kind of the, the good things, things that I liked about uh, John Tortorella, uh, and I think the first one is, um, like, you can't deny the, the effect that, the effect that he had on, um, on this team. You know, we went from the basement of the NHL, basically 13 years running, 14 years running. Uh, he came up, he came in, took over. Um, we still didn't do very well that season, but next season, you know, we had the best season in Blue Jacket history. We made the playoffs after finishing, you know, near the bottom of the league. Uh, we didn't win, but... So the thing about John Torella, you know, I think the first thing you say is that you can't deny the effect that he had on on the Blue Jackets, like, as a whole. Um, I think the team now is a much better team than 
what they were when he took over. I think he got the rest of the league to kind of put some respect on the name of the Blue Jackets. Um, you know, we're not a joke anymore. Obviously, this season is a little bit different. Um, I don't think anyone expected. That's the thing. No one expected us to be bad this season, which, you know, five years ago, I think it was the opposite. It was, oh, well, obviously, the Blue Jackets are going to finish near the bottom of the league. The Blue Jackets are a joke. And now it's very much a case of, oh, wow, the Blue Jackets are bad this year. That's weird. Um, and I think a lot of that could be attributed to kind of the way that John Tortorella has built this team and got this team to perform. And, you know, I've, I've talked about it all the time. John Tortorella has made this kind of island of misfit toys into more than the sum of its parts. You know, we don't have a lot of star players. You know, we don't have a Conor McDavid. We don't have an Austin Matthews. We don't have an Alex Ovechkin or a Sidney Crosby. But for the most part, for the past three years, we've managed to kind of hang with the big guys. Um, we won our first playoff series under him. Uh, we swept... Lightning, um, which actually is one of my favourite kind of Tortorella moments, and is it leads into something I want to talk about next, which is guys will run through a wall for Tortorella, and this might be kind of a hot take, but Tortorella, I think his skill is not necessarily as a coach on the ice. I think it's as I think it's in the room. He gets guys to buy in. You know, I think all the time about that speech that he gave before the first game against the lightning, you know, before we ultimately swept them, where he basically said, look, no one, no one expects you to do anything, so we're going to show them, we're going to prove them wrong, and, you know, he used a lot more F-bombs than, than I will do on this particular show, but that's kind of what I always think about with John Tortorella, is he knows how to get guys going, and I think it's because of the way he talks to them. And I know that this concept of John Tortorella as a people person seems kind of hilarious, but I think that's that's what it is. Like, he knows how to talk to guys. He knows how to, like, amp them up. Um, I don't necessarily know that it works for everyone. Um, you know, as, as is evidenced by a handful of players, um, Brandon Saad sticks to mind for whatever reason. Uh, Brandon Saad and John Tortorella... We're not, you know, the best of friends um, and a handful of other guys along the way. But John Tortorella gets gets this team to look effective, to be effective. And I think it's less of his coaching skill than it is the fact that he manages to get these guys to care. Um, and I think that's what bothers him about a lot of guys is that when they look like they don't care on the ice, even if, um, again, going back to Brandon Saad, Brandon Saad has a really peculiar skating style where he looks like he's just not trying very hard. Um, and I don't think, like, I, obviously he is, um, you know, a big Brandon Saad fan, but his, his skating style is so kind of, it looks like he's not skating very hard, even when he is, and I think that kind of rubbed Tortorella the wrong way. And so I think he struggles when guys don't look like they're trying, um, which is obviously, you know, that's when he starts to write them off and he's like, well, if they're not going to try, then why should I type thing? And I think that's what a lot of people kind of see in in Tortorella. Um, but I think that's, yeah, it's kind of fairly unfounded. You know, I'm, I'm going to be out here and I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to own that. I'm going to say John Torella is good with people for the most part. Um, a lot of the reporters and stuff that I've talked to, they're always like, oh, yeah, John Tortorella's, he's always pleasant. You know, he, obviously he has a reputation for being kind of 
brusque and abrupt in the actual post-games, especially if they lose, but if they're, you know, just kind of talking to him as, like, hey, how's it going? Apparently, you know, he's he's very polite, he's very kind of personable. Um, I know Sarah Avapato interviewed him when she was doing a thing for USA Hockey, and he was, you know, just extremely nice and polite and friendly on the phone. So, you know, Don Tonarella is not the demon that everyone has made him out to be, I don't think. Um, especially, you know, he loves dogs, he loves horses, I think he should just retire away to his farm in the middle of nowhere, hang out with the horses, the rescue dogs, uh, I think that's, that is what is best for, for everyone, I think. Um, the other thing about Tularella is I feel like people kind of still have that image of him stuck in when he was in Vancouver in 2014-ish, um, the, John Tortorella is not the same coach as he was back then. I think it's pretty obvious that he's kind of, he's, if not been to therapy, I think he's maybe done anger management or talked to someone and learned how to kind of process these feelings because he's just, he's not, he's not the same person. And I think saying that he's the same old torts that was that guy in Vancouver, I think is doing him a disservice. Um, you know, he's, he's clearly someone that has, learn how to, again, deal with people in a much more uh, appropriate way than trying to break into the Calgary Flames dressing room to fist fight the coach, you know? It's, I think, John Tortorella has done a lot of good for this team, and I think John Tortorella has really kind of worked on himself, um, and while I have my issues with some of his methods, I can understand kind of where he's coming from, and I don't necessarily agree with his decision, but I can understand how he makes them. Um, and that's kind of, that's kind of the last, my lasting impression that will, that will go with John Tortorella. Um, in a minute, we will kind of talk about some of his not so great moments, um, and maybe eventually sell on a conclusion of, you know, was his tenure in Columbus mostly good or mostly bad? Uh, but first I've got to tell you about Wealthfront. You know, stonks, memes, rocket ships, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to grow your long-term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a Wealthfront investment account today. You know, investing can be super complicated. I don't understand it. I don't really know anyone who understands it, I don't think. I think a lot of people pretend to. But if you're a beginner or whether you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it super easy for everyone. They've got the right tools for every portfolio, and they can create that portfolio uh, full of globally diversified, low-cost index funds, personalized just for you in minutes. There's no manual trades, there's no picking stocks, there's no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences that you control. And they can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 0.25% advisory fee. And best of all, it's all automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. Once again, that is wealthfront.com, W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T.com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free. So... Tortorella has, has had some good moments. I think he's had some bad moments. Um, I think, you know, he is kind of abrasive. And I think he, 
rubs guys the wrong way. And I think it's very much a case of, well, you do it my way or you do it the highway. Um, I think intellectually he understands that people need handling different ways. But I also think that, um, again, kind of going back to guys like Brandon Saad or um, someone like Ryan Johansson, who, you know, Tortorella openly clashed with, said he didn't think he was in good shape, you know, benched him. And it was it was a whole drama that ultimately, you know, was ended with Johansson being traded for Seth Jones, which I guess worked out OK for us. But I still don't know if that was the right way to handle uh, Ryan Johansson. Um and that's kind of what people think of with Torts, I think, is, oh, well, he chased Ryan Johansson away. Panarin didn't want to play for him. Bobrovsky didn't want to play for him. Uh, he didn't like Brandon Saad. Anthony Duclair, he alienated and said, you know, I don't think he knows how to play hockey in this league, um, which, you know, we'll get into in just a minute. But it's very much a case. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, you know, everyone's like, well, obviously Pierre-Luc Dubois has to be traded to get away from... John Tortorella, which I feel like is nonsense, like it's, it is what it is at this point, you know, um, I think guys like Patrick Laine, he doesn't really know how to handle the best, um, you know, as evidenced by, you know, we're going to make him into a power forward, we're going to make him a 200 foot player instead of just like giving him the puck and letting him go, and I think Torts is good at what he does, but he's also, I think, very kind of set in his ways and he's unwilling or unable to kind of adapt those ways for new players, new systems. Um, and I think at, at the end of it all, Tortorella kind of outstayed his welcome here in Columbus. I don't think Tortorella is meant to be kind of a lifelong NHL coach for a team. I think, you know, he's really good at coming in, spending a couple of years, kind of getting the room to buy in, getting them to be a team and then they need someone with um, someone with a lighter a lighter hand, I think, that knows how to get the most out of guys specifically instead of kind of this this team focus that Tortorella has. I think that's I think that's what it is actually. Um, I think Tortorella is very good with teams. I don't know that Tortorella is very good at players, um, at individual players. Uh, but I think for me. One of the bigger the bigger issues I had with Tortorella was kind of his treatment of guys like Anthony Duclair, and he's made some kind of questionable at best remarks about guys like Ryan Reeves, and you know there was the whole thing with the anthem, and I think that's what a lot of people think about when they when they hear Tortorella is this kind of oh he doesn't care about players of color, and he makes these kind of off brand comments and it's it's all kind of very unpleasant and yeah it kind of it leaves a bit of a bad taste in my mouth and so you know I I will miss kind of the effect that Tortorella had on on the team I don't necessarily think I'll miss Tortorella the person or Tortorella who makes those kind of comments and continues to kind of alienate the the younger players of color that you know he should be developing um so that's that's kind of that was my biggest problem with with Tortorella. Um, I think it's interesting to to think about if the Blue Jackets had made the playoffs this season, if the Blue Jackets had been a very successful team, does Tortorella get an extension? I don't know, frankly. Um, I don't. It, it again, hindsight twenty twenty, you know. But it did kind of feel like this was Tortorella's final year at the start of the year. 
you know, back even even when we were like, oh, we might make the playoff, we might be doing okay, uh, it still kind of felt very much like Tortorella was on the way out. And I don't know if that's, again, I don't know if that's me looking back with, with this view of knowing that the Blue Jackets weren't going to make the playoffs and knowing that it was bad to kind of this, this moment now of, well, it makes it easy, we don't have to fire him because the team was bad. Um, but we don't have to fire him because his, his contract is up. So we'll we'll see. I think ultimately I kind of fall on the side of I appreciate what John Tortorella did in Columbus. I don't necessarily appreciate everything about him, but I think the way that he built this team up and he gave this team an identity and he kind of, like I said at the very beginning, he made other teams put some respect on Columbus's name. You know, the fact that people are surprised when Columbus loses or when people are surprised that Columbus has a bad season, I think, is very much to do with the fact that John Tortorella took this team and built them into something that people respect around the league now. You know, I think we're still going to have those problems of going, people don't want to play for Columbus because it's a boring city, but I think it's it's impossible to kind of deny the the impact that John Tortorella had on on this team. Um, so yeah, I don't necessarily think that I'll miss him, but I appreciate everything that he did for the Blue Jackets. Um, and I'm excited to see kind of what, what comes next for him, what comes next for the Blue Jackets. You know, I don't think they'll be rushing their head coach, hiring to kick line and said, you know, we're probably gonna wait for the playoffs to finish. He's got some guys in mind, things like that. Um, so we'll see. We will, we will see. Uh, I'm excited to see, you know, what comes next. Um, coming up in just a minute, we've got Armando Velez of Locked on Panthers, who's going to be telling us why we should root for the Panthers this playoffs. Uh, but first, I've got to tell you about Bet Online. Do you want to bet on the Stanley Cup? Do you, you know, do you have a, a pick for who's going to win? Is it the Florida Panthers? Maybe. But Bet Online can tell you what the odds for every team are. Baseball season is also in full swing. If you want to, you know, spend some money on that, you can track the action at BetOnline as well. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. If there is a sport happening, BetOnline probably has the odds for it. So before the next game, make sure you head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the bench anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Once again, if you go to the website, betonline.ag, use promo code LOCKEDON, all one word, and you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That means if you put $100 in, they will give you $50 on top of that. If you put $200 in, they'll give you $100 on top of that. It's that easy. Once again, that is promo code LOCKEDON at betonline.ag for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I've also got to tell you about rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible to find the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. There's just too many things, you know? You've got to go, you've got to talk to the counterman, he has to order the parts, ask you a bunch of confusing and unnecessary questions. He'll order it from the warehouse he wants to, he'll order what he wants, you know, the part that's probably going to make him the most commission. You've got to go back, you've got to wait for it to arrive, you've got to pay for the labour of fitting it, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole big thing. So instead of doing all of that, why don't you just stay home, go to rockauto.com. 
rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They've got everything from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, uh, even like new carpet. If you can put it on or in your truck, if you can put it on or in your car or truck, rockauto.com probably stocks it. The catalog is unique. It's super easy to navigate. You can Really quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. And best of all, those prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why would you spend twice as much for the same part when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck? Make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about this box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So I'm here with Amanda Velez friend of the show we've heard from him a lot this season uh blue jackets obviously are not making the playoffs so we need a different team to to cheer for this uh this postseason so amanda why should cbj fans follow the panthers this postseason i think of the former blue jackets that are on the panthers that that CBJ fans are familiar with, like a Sergey Bobrovsky. I think of a Marcus Nutavara. I think of an Alex Weinberg. And I think of an Anthony Duclair, who were, had time with the Columbus Blue Jackets that made their way to the Florida Panthers. And the Florida Panthers were a team that were struggling to get out of their own way, especially from the front office. They nailed three top three picks in four seasons, four drafts, excuse me, with Aaron Eckblad number one overall in 2014, then Barkoff prior to it, number two overall in 2013, and Jonathan Huberto in 2011 at number three overall. The, the issue with them after that was just getting over the hump. And they found and another uh, Columbus Blue Jacket in the front office with Bill Zito. So it's like a it's like Columbus South a little bit in, in South Florida that they're carrying over. And I think that it's a reason for, you know, I guess you could call it CBJ alumni that, that moved on to other things and have found success elsewhere. So it's a, as a Panthers fan, whenever I see other former Panthers play on other teams like a Jared McCann, a Colton Sevior, a Nick Bugstad, a Rocco Grimaldi in Nashville. I, I I root for them. I hope that they do well. So my hope is that for Blue Jackets fans that they see some of the former Blue Jackets and that they root for them as well, wherever they may be. Yeah, it was intensely satisfying to see Alex Wenberg get his second hat-trick of the season mm-hmm. the other day. Um, and it makes me wonder, you know, was did he have this in him all along or is it... Is it Quenville's coaching or anything like that? But yeah, it is. I always love to see X, X Blue Jackets succeed. Um, that was what I was looking at. Like when I personally was like, right, who am I following in this playoffs? Because we've got obviously all of the Blue Jackets down in um, Florida. We've got Nick Foligno in Toronto. We've got David Savard in Tampa. You know, we've got a lot of X Blue Jackets kind of floating around the league and making, making the playoffs. But I don't think any team has as many X Blue Jackets as... Florida Panthers so it is it is a compelling a compelling um 
reason as any, I guess. Um, so just to just to finish off, um, if people do in fact want to bandwagon the Panthers and follow them in the playoffs, where can they where can they find you? Where can they find your show to get some more Alex Bomberg content in their lives? <laughs> they can find the show at on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. They can follow Locked On Panthers anywhere that they listen to podcasts. And fun fact about Alex Wenberg and his two hat tricks this season, both hat tricks have come while wearing reverse retro jerseys. The last time was against Columbus back in April. I actually attended that game in person where he had a hat trick and then the recent one against Tampa Bay. So maybe word to the Panthers front office, maybe get some reverse retros in the playoffs if they allow it. So hopefully. Yeah, maybe maybe the uh, the the reverse retro curse is not not real in Florida as it is in uh, in Columbus. And I think that's all the time I have for today. Tomorrow we will have another choice for bandwagon in the Central Division, where we'll be talking to Justin Bradford of uh, Locked On Predators, and we'll look at kind of the the Blue Jacket season as a whole and what what we expect out of the off season. When you're done here, make sure you go over to Locked On Today to get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast in the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, I am at jaythegoalie. If you'd like to follow this podcast, we are LO underscore bluejackets. If you have comments, questions, criticism, you can email me at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. And until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.